This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to Bedtime Drinks with Rachel. This is Rachel Turner, and uh, we are having another Bedtime Drinks. I hope you have found your drink. Ooh, there's lots of exciting things happening outside. Sorry for the noise. We live on a big road and sometimes very excited people drive fast with their big cars. Uh, So anyways, uh, it is the accessing the Bible uh, for zero to fives if you or your kids struggle with reading. Uh, Often we try to stay on big, like broad topics, but this is something that we've been asked about a couple of times and we thought that it might be really useful to cover. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to say to you, if you have a zero to five, just pause for a moment. You made it. You're here. Congratulations. Oh, I need to turn my phone dings off because <laughs> uh, just that you don't have to. I'm going to turn my phone dings off because that would help me. Uh, uh, oh, my team says, I see you. That's what's happening. I see you, too. Thank you. It's good to see you. You made it, everybody. Um, so a shout out to everybody who is struggling with tiredness or has multiple children, or just if you're a parent of under five, I see you, and don't worry, I'm going to pray for you in here. Uh, In the meantime, uh, I'm going to do what I normally do, which is share a little bit of stuff just to get you thinking, and then I'll answer any question, any scenario that you might possibly have. But I'm also aware with this topic that I think we're quite a community about this, and so you may have some brilliant encouragement, ideas, things you've discovered as you've parented. That would be so great to contribute to the conversation in the chat, so please do um, be really participating in this. And so I'll share a little bit, I'll pray for you like I always do, and then we'll see if together we can we can enter into some of those questions and comments and concerns. Uh, oh, I see. Hi, Sarah. Hi. It's good to see you. Uh, So, right, I'll jump on in. Um, When it comes to zero to fives, I know it it feels a bit weird to be talking about um, dyslexia or or other accessing problems when they're zero to five because they're not, you know, fully reading yet. So why does it matter? Um, I just felt like it's really important because some of us as parents may um, be on that journey, whether it's dyslexia or other reading difficulties. and, And I think I just wanted to sort of shove some encouragement in us as parents and, and if you already are spotting some things in your kids, how we can begin to do that. Um, for me, at this age, the whole point of scripture, the whole point of the Bible is to give them a breath of understanding of who God is and how he engages with us. And so as parents, we have this pressure to read the Bible to them. And if as parents, we struggle with reading, that can be quite a pressure because then it feels like we may fail if we don't read it very well and we worry if our kids are struggling with it what do we do with that and it becomes a a a place of stress and worry because we know it's important and we also can feel the struggle of it and i think sometimes what happens then is it gets reduced to the activity of reading the bible and whether or not we feel like we can do that and i think it's really helpful to just pause for a second and say reading the bible is 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 sort of not commanded, but reading the Bible is important because of what it gives us, not just for the activity of it. And so for me, if we take a step back, 
what is the whole purpose of reading the Bible to our kids, of helping our kids access the Bible, however we choose to do that? It's to give them understanding of who God is. It's to give them a, a um, sense of how to listen to the stories of God and find themselves in those stories. It's a, a, a time for them to build their bucket of knowledge of who God is and being able to see that truth in their life. All of that we say is found in the Bible, but that doesn't mean that it has to look any specific way. And so for me, there are some ways of being able to do it. How you access the Bible is up to you and how you train your kids access to the Bible is up to you. So one, our kids need stories. How you give them those stories is completely up to you. If you don't like reading, if reading is not your forte, if reading makes you stressed, then don't read. Give them a whole other ways of accessing scripture. Because for them, whether it's sitting and looking at the words or whether it's sitting and looking at pictures, it doesn't matter. What we're doing is we're giving them the foundation of the stories of scripture and the truth of scripture. So there is a Bible, there's a children's Bible called the See With Me Bible, which I love. My kid has it and I have not been granted permission to nick it from his room, uh, which has no words in it. And so if you are someone uh, who has a dyslexic brain and the words are distracting. It's right. The See With Me Bible takes all the words out. They're beautiful pictures that you, from your knowledge of hearing the stories, of listening to the stories, of how you have grown in your faith, you can then flip through the pictures and just tell the story the way you like telling the story by pulling the knowledge of what you have. I know other people who take the See With Me Bible and then listen to the Bible on audiobook while you flip through and pause and look at the pictures and wonder about it together. However you choose to create the story around your kid, you can do that. There are some Bibles that already have audio versions with them that you can do, but it doesn't always have to be book-based as well. There are loads of stories that you can do while you're in the bathtub and telling the story of how God parted the water. And you can't part the water, but God did somehow. Can we do it? And you weave the stories of God into your everyday life and say, oh, this story is in the Bible. Let me tell you about it. So you're referring to where the story is. You're referring to how God tells us these things in the Bible. And this is what it is. Don't get worked up about, about feeling like it has to look any particular way. You can tell the story with toys. You can tell the story with pictures. You can draw your own pictures. You can do whatever you want. So tell the stories of God for them so that they begin to find their place in that. And then you can ask wonderful questions on the basis of that. Mm, I wonder what that tells us about what God is like. And you have conversations about, ooh, so when I listen to this story, I love that God is strong. What word do you use when we listen to that story? Or mm, this makes me feel, how does this story make you feel? You have all these conversations that is saying scripture is important and the Bible tells us about God without saying, now we're going to listen and we're going to open the book and I'm going to read every word on the page because it's important. That's okay. Surround it with audio stories, with visual representations. Uh, the second thing that you can do is you can listen together to stories that weave the whole breadth of scripture together. So you can read the storybook Bibles that have those things in it. But things like the Jesus storybook Bible or um, Comfort in the Darkness is a, is a book that I wrote that is an audiobook version of it too. So you can just go to Audible and get it and it will read the stories to you. But some of those types of stories 
don't just read the chapter of the story, but weave the whole of Scripture into it. So they're telling the story of who God is throughout all of it. And you can sit there and cuddle and listen with your four-year-old and listen to it and ooh and ah and pause and ask questions. So you tell the stories, but also set yourself up times where you can listen to the stories together and model for your kid how to listen to a story and ask questions and say what you like. So tell the stories, listen to the stories. But the third thing I think, particularly for under fives, is to model how the Bible stories, the Bible truths impact your life. And so when you listen to a story, you didn't just go, well, cracking good Bible story and close it up because that that reduces the Bible to a, a, a book that we enjoy and read as if it's just uh, one more story on the on the shelf. But actually this this book, this story has changed the way I think and see and feel and it teaches me something wonderful. And so when we, if we want our kids to access the Bible, one of the best things we can do for our zero to fives is to show them how the stories that they hear, the stories that we tell, the stories that we know are in scripture impact our lives. To say, ooh, we're, gonna, we're going to the park and we're going to get on the swing. Can you be brave? Can you be brave? God, put your hand on her back like your hand was on David's back. Let's do this. And to tie in those stories to reference scripture to say, oh, you know what I really need? I really need uh, to know that God is guiding us because we've got a big decision. Let's ask God. God, can you guide us like you put a big pillar of cloud in front of the Israelites? Can you put a big, a big sign in front of our hearts that we know? And as you weave those in, your kid will know that the stories that they get from scripture, the, the stories that are in there that we tell, that we listen to, are part of everyday life. And that's how they access it. They access it not by learning to read and then reading, but they access it by, he by hearing the stories as you tell them, as listening to the stories from Scripture and hearing them woven across everything. And from seeing those stories woven into everyday lives, as people begin to come to your houses, say, oh, we just were listening to the story of Gideon or the story of Noah, and we were thinking about how it feels like when people make fun of us and what God does. What have someone ever made fun of you and start those conversations at the table and begin to weave those things in? And so um, as we do that, that can be really significant and helpful for all of those things. So I guess I just wanted to take the pressure off you to do anything right. I know we all want to start off well, and, and for me, starting off well is saying this book, the stories in this book, the truths that God whispered to the people who wrote this, these are all things that make my heart sing and help me find God. And so whether it's a story or whether it's a truth to say, you know, I know that God told people that he will always comfort them, and that's in the Bible. He whispered it to the person who wrote it down. And it says, I will always come close. And so when I'm sad, I know that God wrote down, I will come close. So let's ask him to come close together, that you are modeling for them this pattern of God so to help them access it. Because as they grow, that's what we want them to do. We don't want them to just read it as if it's another book. We want them to see and hear and know and reflect on how scripture teaches us about who God is, who we are, and how it affects everyday life. So be confident in the shape of your brain. If you 
uh, have a dyslexic brain. I think dyslexic brains are amazing. My kid has a dyslexic brain and I think it's brilliant and I envy so much of what his brain can do. And I think that's a significant, wonderful, beautiful thing. And so don't worry about not being able to do a specific thing in a specific way. You get to disciple your kid and how to access scripture in the way you do it. And they may do it differently, but that's really beside the point you're saying, this is what it looks like, whether you read it, whether you listen to it, whether you hear it from stories from people who are preachers and other people, however you get the Bible into you, this is what it looks in like and to feel confident in that. So I'd like to pray for you and then I'd like to answer any questions that you may have and uh, to let the community go. Um, oh, it's so good to see you guys. Uh, see Christine and Sadie. Portsmouth's way down there. And uh, yeah, it's great. Oh, thank you very much. Iona's been uh, popping up those uh, those links for you over there. So let me pray for you. And if you have any questions, great. And if not, then look at all the extra time you have. I give you the permission to sit here in front of your phone or camera pretending that you're listening to something and like take a little mini nap or I don't know, just be quiet. Let me pray for you. We'll see if there's any questions. God, I thank you that you gave us the gift of your words. I thank you so much that you are the word, Jesus, and that you create those words and bring them alive in us. And so, God, I pray that you would fill us now with your creativity and freedom, that we may help our children, as small as they are, know from the very beginning of their lives the truth and the blessing of your words through scripture. I pray that you would free us from any stress or worry of how we give that to them, any pressure of reading the Bible in a certain way to them. God, I pray that you would remove us from the shoulds, that we may truly help our kids see and know scripture in their hearts, however they access it and however we access it. I pray that you would um, bed your words deep in our children's heart, bed your truths in their heart, that they may always walk knowing the truth at the very core of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, a question uh, has come in. Luckily, we found a picture Bible that our three-year-old loves, but do you know of any Bibles or other resources that are particularly good for that sort of age? First of all, what is that so that we can all share in it and say that we like it? Uh, because we want to learn from you too. Uh, I, I like the see person. I think everyone has their own little version of what they like. I like the see with me Bible because I find it fascinating and I love looking at the faces and I like how they do the angels. I really like, I would say the Jesus storybook Bible is a language that I think is above this age group. Um, but David Suchet reads it. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I just, I used to just put it on at night for my kid because it was, mm, it was, it just, it was so soothing. <laughs> and when I was laying on the floor, it was nice to listen. It helped me. Uh, and it helped me, um, it helped me learn how to uh, weave in things of, of how Jesus, you know, is through all of scripture and things. So I actually really liked that, even though it wasn't like for his age group. Uh, there are, there are lots out there that, I would suggest, but for me, often I find I change the language a lot. I often tend to not read all the words on the page because I get very, I get very judgy about them. You know, I'm a bit like, mm, I wouldn't say it like that. So I tend to pick the pictures that I like, the the things that I think, oh, I love how that Jesus looks very Middle Eastern, or I I love 
I love how they've they've woven the tenderness of 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 how Jesus is. So I would suggest you you look for the pictures that you think your kids would love, the the visual images of it. And because you can tweak the the language as you tell those stories to it. So I just would like to throw it open to everyone who's watching. What are your favorite Bibles for this age group? Um, please do that. So I'm seeing people saying uh, the line first Bible. The stories are worded so well, I think, which is really helpful. So Jonathan would suggest the thing. Uh, Natasha likes my hoodie. Thanks. Chosen is my thing. Uh, yes. So, uh, oh, Jonathan was suggesting yours, the line. <laughs> the line first Bible. Uh, any other ones would be really helpful to just let him know. But for, for me... I like the See With Me one, and I like, um, yeah, that's my that's my go-to. They do have, I think Read With Me is the next one, but I'm less keen on the word. So I, what I find really interesting is is that you have already found one that you like is worded. And, and so I would suggest you do that. If there's anything else, uh, I'd suggest, Jonathan, you also keep checking back uh, because people may continue to feed into this feed, and you'll be able to find some more Bibles from there. Uh, right. I don't see any other questions, so I'm going to let you go. Uh, next month, I don't remember what we're doing next month. I'm sorry. Uh, but next month, I'm sure we're doing something. Ooh, is next month helping your kid love church again? I don't know. We will be doing one about helping your kid love church again because we're all going back and we need to start thinking about what does that look like for our families to go back? And particularly for people of parents of under fives, you're going to be, your kids may not even remember what it was like to be live in church. So uh, next time we come together, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about how we set our families up to go back in a way that they want to love. So uh, I'm praying for you. I love you guys. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next time. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course to get in touch or to find out about training and events near you.